Kansas City's talk show for throttle junkies, motorheads, and anyone who loves rocking the driver's seat. From barn fresh to concourse ready, Road Muscle Radio parks the latest news, the greatest views, and the biggest names in rolling thunder right, right in your ears. ears. Let's welcome your show hosts, a freelance automotive journalist, senior auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine and American Car Collector Magazine, writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com, Brett Hatfield, and 30-plus year radio veteran, author, playwright, lousy karaoke singer, and lover of fat and freaky American classic cars, Mark Catfish Groves. Let's put the pedal to the metal. Road Road Muscle Muscle Radio Radio is on the air. It's Road Muscle Radio at a very special time of year, the time right before Christmas. I'm ready for the fat man to show up in his red Corvette. Bring me my gifts. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) I'm ready for the fat man to show up with all kinds of cookies and eggnog. Oh, Oh, look, I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Happy holidays, everyone listening. We hope you're uh, having a wonderful, joyous, whatever you do. I hope you're having a great ho-ho. Merry Christmas, happy Festivus, happy Kwanzaa. Happy you name it. Happy Hanukkah. Happy sitting in your garage smoking a cigar day. You know, if you do it, good on you. We, uh, we've we got some great guests, uh, as usual, coming up this hour. Tom Strongman's coming in. He's a former auto editor for the KC Star here in Kansas City. You can't believe the stuff running around in that guy's head. That dude is so smart, and he's going to be talking about a car event that's kind of a time machine for road machines. And then we're going to bring in Vrenny and Butch. They'll join us via phone line so we can talk about, ooh, the Cadillac attack. Great big old fat caddies, baby. Right up your alley. Kansas City Auto Museum, it's their way of celebrating December, and our way is chatting about it. So uh, you, being the kind of in the Christmas holiday spirit, I think you've come up with an interesting little lineup of uh, of happy ho-hos for the drivers. Absolutely. I got. Uh, I built my own car guy gift guide for Christmas. <laughs> and uh there's for some... those last minute gifts remember you can make it a certificate you can take a picture of it put it into a box and order it and get it delivered well and green foldable stuff always works well but absolutely absolutely but i've got a great list for us coming up also uh mr ped watt and i managed to travel out to manhattan and look at a really great car collection that's right that was a uh, that's wards yes oh do tell do tell ward morgan's uh the uh, midwest dream car collection we got to go through and look at all of that stuff for our uh our gift guide here things you can get for the car guy in your life that he probably doesn't have but really wishes he did now one of these things this idea came to me from my brother he gave it to me for my birthday this year i didn't know anything about these. he gave you a noogie no, he's my little brother. Did I he give, give you a twister? No. I, <laughs> Indeed, I, rope burn? I, I give those to him. I, my poor brother. God love him. He gets me terrific gifts after I picked on him growing up forever. He's 10 years younger than I am. So, oh boy. Uh, he was he, he was just, you know, Michael the blonde-haired punching bag. <laughs> <laughs> but he gave me the best gift for a car guy. He gave me driving shoes, which are, they're, they're almost like moccasins. They have rubber nubs on the bottom uh they're made so that if you've got a close clutch and brake pedal your shoes aren't rubbing together uh they're really light and the pair he got me was from wolf and shepherd and you can find them at wolf and shepherd s-h-e-p-h-e-r-d.com gave me the best wolf and shepherd driving shoes these things are so comfortable they're just it's oh man they're incredible they're they're like you know the, the the socks that are made out of that really f- fine furry chenille. Oh yeah, yeah. 
it's like those. You stick oh, wow. your feet inside; they're just so soft and they're they're fantastic. So you could probably really feel the pedals through that too. Like you've got yeah. you've got a real sensitivity for what's going on. They're so comfy; I wear them like slippers in my house. <laughs> They're fantastic. <laughs> Going to, through the kitchen. <laughs> Look, honey. <laughs> uh, one of the other things I found great for car guys is uh, car car and racing inspired furniture from Pit Stop Furniture. You can find them oh, nice. at pitstop.com uh, or pitstopfurniture.com. Pardon me. Uh, office chairs, desks, bar, bar stools, bar chairs, tables, computer stands. Everything has kind of a racing design to it. Very, very cool stuff. Now, are you talking, do they kind of look like they're made out of car parts and stuff? Or are you talking that they've got the colors and just a, a, a more aggressive flair to the design? All of the above. Boom. Nailed it. And, and <laughs> polished parts and uh, just very cool oh, stuff. Wow. Uh, also, Griot's Garage, they've got a kit for, okay, car detail guys. You know, guys like me who don't know when to quit working on the car. It's not shiny enough. I still can't see the moon. I, well, you know, I put the I put the rag down on it. It slid right off the end of the hood. Uh, Griot's Garage, the six-inch six inch random orbital master kit. Comes complete with a six-inch random orbital. Oh. Random orbital. I speak quickly. Random orbital buffer, pads, waxes, polishes, interior cleaner, glass cleaner, microfiber towels, and a bag to carry it all in. Uh, the buffer can be had with either a 10 or 25-foot cord. All of the car care necessities for the perfectionist car lover in your life at griotsgarage.com. Now, griot is spelled G-R-I-O-T. I-O-T, griotsgarage.com. And finally, uh... You know, if you own old cars, you work on them, period. That's the rule. Yeah. You never quit. And so you got to go with a reliable. It is a Craftsman 450-piece mechanics tool set. Comes with an array of sizes and measurements, English and metric. There you go. And uh, ratchets and deep well sockets, 191 sockets, 6.8 point and 12 point, uh, 16 wrenches, uh, 175 screwdriver bits, and a whole ton of other stuff in this thing. It's fantastic, and it even comes with its, little, its own little three-drawer tool kit. Nice. That is so necessary now you're going to want something to roll that around on because that much stuff inside of it hello yeah but just what a, a great great selection of stuff everything you could ever hope i already have most of these tools and i was looking at it going i'm gonna get everything again. <laughs> i want it i want it new absolutely so great stuff buy something for the car guy in your life stick it under the tree watch him go nuts on christmas morning nice now you and ped speaking of going nuts oh boy so we went out to manhattan yeah ward uh Ward has gone absolutely crazy. You we see. love Ward. He was he was our first guest ever on the very first show we did, and I mean that thing is is rough as a patch of you know Kentucky Road at midnight. It just it it was, but it was a good show. But but Ward is Ward fantastic. has the coolest stuff, and he is the car guy's car guy. He's got a very yep. cool, a little eclectic, lots of different stuff kind of collection, and everything from you know. 30s Packards to the six-wheel, three-axle Dodge conversion van with the giant <laughs> giant airbrush murals up the side. One of them looks like Lord of the Rings type stuff. Oh, my God. It's like Odin's shagging wagon. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> welcome, welcome to Mordor's wagon. It's, oh, uh, that's just oh, fantastic I saw stuff. that picture of it. I'm just like, wait, it's, this took... 
it, it took all my 70s movies to a whole different level. It's now, oh, this it's thing, now a battle scene before the sex. This thing should absolutely be stocked with Schlitz, should have a disco ball in it, and Molly Hatchet blasting out of it. Absolutely. All you need is a battle axe and a, and a 12-pack. Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> it, it, it's Conan's war wagon. But in addition to that, he had really incredible stuff. Yeah. Lamborghini Aventador. He's got a pair of Dodge Demons, 840 horse, tough to argue with. Now, was it? Was it off the air, outside of the show that we talked about, that one of the things he kind of was thinking about maybe doing with those is allowing people to ride in them for like a $5 donation? I don't know if he's going to do that or not. They're both yeah. still under a plastic wrapper. But uh, he has his the Jeep Trackhawk that we talked about. An insane That ride. was 800 horse. <laughs> well, it's been tuned by Forza now. It's up to a grand. What? Yeah. He beat a K? Yeah. <laughs> So, oh my God, Lord, you know, what are just, you thinking? just wasn't scary enough. <laughs> just a fantastic collection. Thank you to Ward and Lynn Andrew for letting us come out there and have a look at everything. And just can't wait for the museum to open. Coming up next, we're going to talk to Tom Strongman, who used to be an audio editor for the KC Star, is now writing on his own, putting out all editor. kinds of things. And he, uh, He's got a great eye. Oh, man. Does he ever? And he gets to do really cool car guy stuff. I'm very envious. I want to follow him around. We'll have him in studio next right here on Road Muscle Radio. Welcome back to Road Muscle Radio. You know, Mark, we get a chance to have some pretty cool people in studio. Yes, we do. We have. And uh, every now and then, you get a real gem. Uh-oh. Uh, you find somebody that you've been reading or following for years and years, and you think, if only I could, if only I could. And then you run into that person, you say, please, 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 <laughs> please, 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 please. And they look at you and say, oh, yeah, that's fine. You're thinking, what? What God did I please? <laughs> What did I do right? And one of those people for me was uh, Tom Strongman. I've been following him forever. He's longtime auto editor for the Kansas City Star. He's written in a million other places. But he's just, he was the car guy that I most wanted to be like when I was a little car guy. And I got him in studio. Woo-hoo! Tom, thanks for being with us. Hi there. Thank you. Good and evening. a fellow Mizzou alumni. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, God, you guys. <laughs> M-I-Z. <laughs> you know, I have to actually go back to my tiny college and invite people from there to get alums here. Well, you know, you did go to one that uh, taught you how to work with cars and all that. Well, yeah, I got you Amanda. Know? I got John. Yep. I've got a couple other people. that McPherson, we, we love you too. Yes, we very Feeling much the love, do. Spreading the love. Tom, thanks for being with us. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. It. I was looking through some of the stuff you've been doing of late. Yes. It, now that you claim that you're semi-retired, <laughs> I am. It doesn't look like it. <laughs> uh, you just came back from something I'm dying to go do. You oh, went to the Goodwood awesome. Revival in September. I did. I was very uh, fortunate. It's one of those bucket list kind of things for me. I've wanted to go for years and years, and um, it just so happened that this year I was able to put that trip together. My wife and I did a vacation, and uh, we managed to put Goodwood on our schedule. The Goodwood Revival is an incredible event for vintage sports cars and motorcycles. Um, The thing that's so amazing, it takes place on a 300-acre estate in West Sussex, England. Uh, Sussex, very nice. Ah, yes. 
It is the track itself surrounds a World War II fighter base. I'm glad. I thought you were going to say minefield. I'm like, wow, that must be really exciting. So (laughs) they're brave. They're really fast. (laughs) The origin of the of the thing came from after pilots would come back in the war, land on this grass strip, park their airplanes, and then they would drive home on this little road around the air base. Uh And uh, when the war was over, they decided to turn the road into a racetrack and it was the first purpose-built racetrack after world war ii that is so cool (laughs) so very cool so now goodwood's a bucket list for me too but i'm sure there are a lot of people who aren't aware of what they do there every year so can you enlighten us sure absolutely the uh, the whole idea of the track it, it was in operation from 1948 to 1966, wow. it was the place where Sterling Moss in 1962 had his near-fatal accident in a Formula One race. Well, it wasn't called Formula One then. It was Grand Prix racing. Um, but it closed in 1966. In 1998, they reopened the track, and the idea was to make it exactly like 1966 and older. All of the buildings, all of the vehicles, Everything there is pre-1966. That is so cool. The safety vehicles are old Land Rovers. Um, (laughs) And the the really cool thing is, in addition to the cars, the spectators, there were 150,000 over three days, the spectators come dressed in period clothes. Oh, that's crazy. That's like the Ren Fest for gearheads. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Time capsule, baby. So people go, they dress up, all this stuff is around them. It's it's got to be amazing to step into that. I mean, isn't it just totally like kind of stepping out of your own world? It is. It is. It's exactly like going back to England in 1951, 1952. Everybody is wearing, you know, World War II army uniforms or the women are dressed in gowns and big hats. Uh, they have a tent where they have dance lessons and play old music. You can have tea in the afternoon in a, in a lovely tent. Um, Dude, I'm like almost goosebumpy. That is insanely cool. See, and you didn't even know. I didn't even, I had no idea until we, we recorded oh, yeah. this show. And I'm like, oh, what? Yeah. So what? That's and cool. They race the cars in categories that they probably, that they would have raced in. Pretty much. At the yes. time. Yeah, they do. Um, they have several different classes from little tiny open wheel cars like Formula, what would have been sort of Formula Junior cars. There are some Formula Grand Prix, Formula One type cars, mostly sports cars, a lot of sedans. England had really fabulous sedan racing, the British Touring Car Championship. Yeah. Uh, and places uh, where Jack Sears, for example, had a 61 Ford Galaxy that he brought over to race against little tiny cars like Lotus Cortinas. <laughs> Did it eat them? <laughs> uh, actually, it, 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 it did not. The, the lotuses, because it's a small yeah, track, the so, lotuses are very fast. And I've watched Jack throw that car around that track. Yes. And boy, is he working. Okay, now hold on. Throw the car around the track. And you're talking modern times, right? Yeah. Okay, so when you say racing, I'm thinking of all these, there's all these vintage vehicles and they're all cool and they've worked so hard on them. So this isn't just kind of like a show off. Let's all do a couple of laps and maybe kind of do a gentle no, take over the lead. Not pre-plan. at all. Not at all. This is real racing. This is real racing. This is lean on one another. This is push your way through if you need to. Um, oh these guys gosh. are close. 
they are tight and they're acting like something is up for grabs. And they're they're sliding. I mean, if you watch any of the videos, you can see on YouTube lots of Goodwood videos. These guys are drifting all the corners. You oh. know, nice four wheel drifts, inches apart. Million dollar cars, uh, <laughs> unbelievable! It's the most expensive ballet you will ever watch. <laughs> That's a perfect description. It is fantastic. Now, is are, have they souped it up and kind of you know given them you know more modern suspensions or safety features? Or are we talking this is the straight up as it was? Now, I'm pretty sure that they're. I mean, I I heard one of these Lotus Cortinas sound like a super bike, you know. So I don't think it was quite the way it would have been in 1966. But they have. Clearly, you know, roll cages, safety equipment, right. all of that's pretty contemporary. But I know there are rules about what they can do and what they can't, and they they seem to be fairly accurate uh, yeah. to the period. Nice. Well, and and the other thing is, from the look of it, are these guys running on bias ply tires? Because a lot of them look like it's period oh, I correct would, stuff. I would doubt that. Oh. I, I would doubt that. I, I don't know. I didn't they're, even. They're, I didn't even check that out. But. They're certainly not as wide as what you would see on modern stuff. Oh, correct. A lot of those cars are still running on not very wide. Absolutely. And uh, it's also and and I'm just going from the clips I've been watching. Sure. I've got such a lusty spot for going to oh, go. Oh yeah. I really yeah. want to go, but watching uh, Jaggy types and Cobras and just. And there must be eight zillion little Cortinas out running around this track. Sure, um, I'm I'm dying, Tom. I'm so envious. <laughs> In this, let me just make one point to show you the kind of racing it is, the kind of attraction that this this event has been able to have. There were ten sixty and sixty one Ferrari two fifty GTS. <gasps> What? There was a yeah. Ferrari GTO, a 63 GTO. The starting <laughs> grid of the Kenrara Trophy on Friday evening was valued at $200 million. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, remember earlier this year, the highest uh, highest price for any car at auction ever was a Ferrari 250 GTO LM. They're racing those. Right. Wow. Yeah. They're I- racing those. You talk about nerve. <laughs> now, Tom, did you go over as as a um, journalist? As a journalist, or did you do you take anything over that you got to drive? Oh, and yeah, no, I don't. Have, <laughs> no, I, I was driving. Well, a, Tom, I was driving a, a rental car. Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and you know, I I tried to get press credentials. I had tickets, obviously, but I tried to get press credentials and couldn't get approved. Um, what did they know who you are? Well, apparently they. they <laughs> I'm Tom Strongman. They think you know, uh, you know. Show us your assignment letter, and I actually got one from ClassicCars.com, and they still said no. But oh, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, I was able to do all I wanted to do. We'll see if we can get you one on road muscle next. There you year. go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, that's you know that's one of the fun things that I do when I go to the uh, the car shows that I go to. I drag along my camera and now a pad of paper. Uh, to be able to get some of the the stories, just quick notes about people because they're, sure. they're, the stories are so awesome that they tell about these cars that they've owned forever, right? And uh, and just going as a regular old human being, it's just fine. You bet. All you got to do is talk to people. Absolutely, absolutely. So did you did you were you able to gather some good stories, etc. From uh, what uh, uh, we were talking about earlier, Brett and I, uh, you've got photos, the stories gathered, oh, yeah. etc. You know, I didn't. I didn't spend time really interviewing people. Um, I really went just to, to, 
that the idea was to document the the event in a way that represented pre-1966. I used my dad's old Leica for a little while. Uh, all of the photographs that I did make, I uh, converted to black and white. So and, and the coverage, you should see it. It's online. Uh, where did my... What's the, uh, what's the website to be able to go look at that? Tom? It's classiccars.com slash journal. And it looks like Tom shot this in the 40s. It looks staggering oh we got to talk about it's all black and white everybody's in period dress it's older cars it's just a great great piece i'm i was just blown away it looks so good thank you we're gonna have to dive into that coming up in the next segment maybe find out what your favorite vehicle was what what was your favorite shot uh you know and generally what is it like to go to a car show in a different country i'm sure that the the whole culture etiquette etc is both fun and kind of different and then i'm sure there are some places where it's just totally the same because gearheads be gearheads yeah and uh you're gonna you're gonna talk some of the same talk although they might talk a little bit more about uh you know the carburetors and the problems well they might speak better british engineering yeah <laughs> whatever they say even when they curse it's gonna sound better so <laughs> We'll check that out here. Coming up in our next segment, we've got Tom Strongman, uh, auto editor, uh, formerly with the Kansas City Star, with uh, ClassicCars.com, freelancing, taking pictures, doing cool stuff. That's all coming up next right here at Road Muscle Radio. Welcome back to Road Muscle Radio, where your hosts are Brett Hatfield, a freelance auto journalist, senior auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine and American Car Collector Magazine, and writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com. Stop by and check it out. There's a lot of pretty stuff on there. You know, it sounds like I got a lot of crap going on. You're you're crapping. It's a lot. <laughs> you do. You're a busy man because you love cars, man, because you eat, breathe, and sleep cars. And I'm Catfish Groves. I've been in radio for 30 years, and I'm a bottom feeder when it comes to the classics and still got my dream, still my someday. But uh, right now, we got the dream in studio, and the dream is the Goodwood uh, uh, Classic Revival and Tom Strongman. Uh, Tom, I, I've, I've pulled up your your article here. And it's on uh, journal.classiccars.com from the 2018 Goodwood Revival. We just talked all about what right. it's about. These uh, these photographs are, you did them in black and white. Correct. What? Why the choice of that? Because I'm sure there was very colorful considering the era and some of the pictures, the outfits. But the black and white, what was the choice on that? You know, if, if everything is at that event is 1966 and earlier, then I wanted to make it look as period correct as possible. So therefore, rather than, sh- I mean, I actually shot a lot of it in color and converted it to black and white later. Um, but I did shoot a couple rolls of film with my dad's old like, my father was a newspaper photographer as just as I was. Um, and so I pulled his like off the shelf, shot a couple rolls with it. Um, and, and I thought, you know, I want it to look old. And I haven't seen anybody else doing that with Goodwood. Most everything you see in Octane or whatever is done in color. Um, and I, I thought it would be nice to just give it that period look. 
one of the first shots that it has on there is a driver who apparently has uh, just been through a race and it obviously is fairly open cockpit because he's got the goggles up. He's got the little leather helmet on. He's making, you know, a, uh, a, a it's all good sign. Got the cigarette hanging the flowers around and his face from his it, eyes are kind of right, white right. and everything he's, else is kind of lined dark got with the, the dirt. Re- got the reverse raccoon that the old racers got yeah. from all of the road grime and exhaust and oil and everything else. That's an amazing photo. Well, and, and that guy's not a driver. He is sort of a permanent um, <laughs> a, a fixture in the crowd. He, he dresses like Tazio Nuvolari from the 30s. And, and if you look at a picture of Nuvolari, you will see this guy's face is almost identical. Thin, lined, the little cigarette hanging out. Uh, the TN on his sweater there stands for Tazio Nuvolari. That's so hilarious. Uh, he has a, you know, a garland of roses around his the shoulders. He's the and walking embodiment he, of Nuvolari. That's yeah, really exactly. cool. And, and he just is kind of in the crowd, and you'll see him uh, from time to time. Oh, that's fantastic. I love it. Let's also some more about uh, the pictures as you went around taking them. What were, uh, what were the things that drew your eye? You know, I, I, my initial intent was to focus on the people because we've seen a lot of the cars. And I thought, you know, I want to capture the feeling of the event as much as just do car photographs. Um, but as it turns out, when I get back, I start looking through my, my images. I do have a lot of car pictures. Nevertheless. <laughs> How could you uh, not? I mean, <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it's just inevitable. Um, one of the cool things about the paddock is they have literally multi-million dollar cars in the paddock. They have a corrugated tin roof. They have picket fence, uh, dividers, little wooden stands to hold up the tin roof, dirt on the floor, on the ground. I mean, it looks like, um, it looks like it would have looked then. Yeah, 1955. Yeah. Before you know? these multi-million dollar cars were multi-million dollar cars. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, back then, a couple of years later, it's just a used Ferrari. Sure. And old race cars were just that. They yeah. were old race cars. Kick them aside, move on to the next one. And be, to be able to drag one of those out and then uh, get it onto the track. And that's, that's one of the things, when it comes to classic cars, I have a gen- generally... I'm more in love. Uh, Rusto mods are fantastic, but there's something about one that has been, it's either a survivor or it's been put back to the kind of the mm-hmm. way it was. Honest to God, I, I'll sit in one and if I get to drive it, I'm like, this is what he or she felt like when they took it off the lot right. back in 1962. Absolutely. Sure. This is, this is what they were looking at, the road, the world through this. And I just, I love that feeling. So being able to look at these and going, wow. And, and the idea of driving them on that racetrack as hard as they were originally <laughs> driven. That's crazy. You've even got a shot here uh, where you've got a couple of, uh, looks like Fords. Yeah. The galaxies. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And Th- this is all journal class journal dot classic cars.com by the way. And um, there's a bunch of other numbers, but if you'll look up Tom Strongman and uh, ClassicCars.com, you'll be able to find this pretty easy. Now, we've covered uh, what is going to be, what's going to be, what is just a, like you said, it's a bucket list trip. Sure. It's something you absolutely want to do. Right. What got you started? Okay, first first car you ever fell in love with. Well, um, actually, my brother and I built a hot rod when I was in junior high school. And uh, he was, had just come home from the Navy, and we took a, a 32 Ford body and cut it down and put it on the chassis of a Crosley station wagon. On a Crosley? That had been a tamale wagon. So, I mean, this so is, we're talking, 
hot rod. We're talking 57, 58 here, you know, no money. So we threw the, the tamale wagon body away, put a, a little Model A body on this Crosley frame, stuffed a flathead Ford in it. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And that, so, you know, that was my initial uh, exposure to automotive crazy stuff. So what is the length of time between finishing the tamale hot rod <laughs> it was never finished and, and well, Ford tamale. They, they never and uh having a friendly visit with the local constabulary <laughs> uh, didn't happen I, I was i mean the car it, it finally ran for a very short period of time you know those are projects that are mostly in the building stage yep. and once uh-huh. it's done uh, I remember my brother drag racing a couple guys in 57 Chevys with two four barrels, and he beat them. Oh, boy. Uh, so it really was a hot rod. It, it was pretty quick, yeah, because it was small and light. Uh, didn't have a whole lot of power, but it was quick. Well, light works. Absolutely. Light absolutely works. So first car that was all yours. First car that was all mine was a 58 Volvo uh, 444. That uh, must have been unusual at the time. <laughs> it was. It was. I bought it when I graduated from college. Uh, it was used. My brother worked for a bank in Colorado, and it was a repossessed car. So I, I think I paid $250 for it. Well, that's the right price. <laughs> that's the right price. And the first thing I did was take off the bumpers, um, have custom wheels made for it. That's back before made. This 1966. Yeah. So we took the center uh, section of the wheels cut them out and welded them into Buick rims that were much wider and slightly reversed. So I put big tires on it, had to flare the fenders just a little bit, took the bumpers <laughs> off. This, this is all on my, you know, my very first car. So you know how that goes. Love wow. it. So, and it, it seems like you lean a little bit more toward the classic car stuff than you do more modern or contemporary yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm just a, a sports car kind of guy and I lean towards that. Um, I really do appreciate traditional hot rods and traditional customs. Okay. Um, the, the real original stuff, the stuff like you see in uh, Rotter's Journal, for example, or things like a ham, you know, the, the ham website. <clears throat> so I like those kind of hot rods. I'm not a, a billet chrome guy. Um, okay. That doesn't turn me on, but the old stuff really does. All righty. Uh, favorite car you've ever owned? Oh, my. Um, probably uh, was I had a Porsche Speedster replica for Ooh. about five years. Oh, uh, it was an Intermechanica. It was built in 1979 here in Kansas City, actually. Um, I was about the third owner, and uh, it looked old because it was. Uh, it had not been restored. I didn't restore it. Uh, I did a couple mechanical things to make it r- work better. Um, but that was that was my favorite car. That was having a, a – I used to go walk into my garage and look at it and think, I actually have one of those in my garage. <laughs> you know, it's not the real car. It's not a $300,000 Speedster, but it was uh, visually and, and the way it drove was much the same yeah. for a fraction of the cost. Well, with a patina, it probably looked pretty close. It did, and in fact, a, a friend of mine now owns it, and and you'll see it around occasionally at uh, car show. Very cool. Alrighty, uh, dream car. What what have you not had? What would you might like to have? Oh yet? my gosh! Wow. Um, you know what I what I would really like at the moment would be the the Porsche Panamera Sport Turismo, which oh, is yeah, their yeah. Yeah, uh, the, station wagon essentially. Um, I think that would, I mean, I've driven one, but to own one of those would be a real hoot. 
I wonder how much you really gain with the back look of that. I I I know visually the aesthetic you gain. Yeah, it's it's look. I, it's not that much different. Uh, the other thing, probably dream car would be a vintage nine eleven. Uh, I'm a Porsche guy, and man I'd after love my a, own heart. I'd love a '70s 911. Uh, I've got a 911, which I haven't been able to scratch. Yet. I know. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Absolutely. Well, um, one last favorite car you ever reviewed? Probably an Audi R8. Um, really? Yeah, I loved. I I, I drove an R8 V10 um, for Ooh. a week, and uh, my yeah, that'd neck be, was that'd be tough to not like. My neck was sore at the end of the week <laughs> from giving rides and having people say, "Holy cow, this thing is fast." Yeah, well, um, you know, it's a it's a Gallardo in a different dress. It is, yeah. So, yeah, a heck of a car to have. Well, Tom. Thank you so much for being with us this evening. You're welcome. Really appreciate it. Your the work that you did at Goodwood this year. Uh, that's fantastic. I hope to be able to shoot that well eventually. And uh, if you're looking for that, that is at again journal.classiccars.com and look up Tom Strongman's name and you will find his work in there and you can click around and see where it is because it's kind of obvious it's got some black and white on the front of it. It's just oh, it's so fun. It's so cool. And Tom is still churning out his terrific work uh, for today. It's a quarterly magazine published by Aristocrat Motors here in town. Correct. Thank you for being with us, Tom. You're welcome. Thank you. Coming up next, we're going to be talking with Rennie and Butch from Kansas City's Automotive Museum about a whole pack of Cadillacs. Yes, we are. Join us in our next segment right here on Road Muscle Radio. It's Road Muscle Radio with Brad Headfield. Howdy, howdy. And Catfish Groves. And December, uh, we're right in the midst of it. A great time to go to the Kansas City Automotive Museum because it's nice and warm in there. Well, we have to go to the Kansas City Automotive Museum because we don't have any car stuff we can do outside. I know. And we would do it outside at the KCAM, too. But going on right now, this is, this is so exciting. In December, Kansas City Automotive Museum is doing Cadillac Month. Caddies, baby. Big boys, big boy toys. That's what I'm talking about. And to tell us all about it, Vrenny Fernandez and Butch Papon have joined us. And uh, Vrenny and Butch uh, are, uh, you know what? Hang on. I, <laughs> I closed out that. Three, two, one. Vrenny Fernandez, executive director of the Kansas City Automotive Museum, and Butch Papin, curator of exhibits and collections. We can blame these cool Cadillacs. On him and on Vrenny. Tell us what's going on, gang, with the caddies. Uh, I think it's important to point out that we rotate our what we refer to as our drive-in area every month. And it's a different uh, type of vehicle with a, a different club, a different mark. We work a lot with the uh, Kansas City Cadillac Club. In fact, one of our uh, volunteers, uh, Mr. Norm Preston, is a member of the Cadillac Club, and he uh, coordinates their display. And he is finishing that up for us right now. Uh, we have coming in a 57 Cadillac Eldorado two-door hardtop. It's, if you're familiar with Cadillacs, the Eldorados, especially back then, were really rare and really top of the, uh, of the uh, Cadillac chain. So we're, we're always happy to have that car in. 
Is this this is the fifty-seven uh, kissing doors, stainless steel roof? No, this is the two door. It's not. The oh, oh. Yeah. oh, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Oh, that is insane, and it's still nice and huge with that back end that kind of curves down, but then the fins pop up like like <laughs> twin sharks. You are all about a big back end. This Elderville were the only ones that had that, that, that rear end treatment. The rest of the Cadillacs were totally different from that. Oh, that is gorgeous, and you still got oh that big front end with ah oh, with the, the bullets. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm already in. <laughs> okay, so you've got the and just just to throw it to it, what color? It's black with a white top, black <gasps> and white interior, leather, of course. <gasps> Catfish, you might want to wipe that drool. Uh, off I'm so chest. sorry, man. That, that's embarrassing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, cool. What else you got? Got a '62. It's a four-door hardtop. It's what was referred to at the time in the time period as the flat-top roof. If you'll remember that, a lot of uh, well, Cadillacs, Cadillacs actually had two different roof styles. This is the one that's a, a pillarless four-door hardtop with all the visibility you could possibly imagine. Look and at that sled! Oh, is, is that a is that a wraparound window in the back? Yes. <gasps> and uh, and a, uh, literally the top is flat. Uh, they called them the aircraft carrier roof, various things. <laughs> now let's cut. Park Avenue version, which is slightly smaller, and, and believe it or not, it was designed for really heavy urban traffic like Park Avenue in, in New York. And they're a little bit rare. It's, this is a, a gorgeous restoration. I've not seen one like that. That that back window, was it Buick's that had those Buick. two that were going on? Buick had that, and Oldsmobile had that. Uh, and um, it's it's a pretty cool feature. Nice. Now, two door, you, or did you say four door? Four. It's a four door hardtop, and if you recall the sixty twos in that era, they are extremely low. Yeah. And uh, really long. So. Yeah. Anything epitomizes Cadillacs. <laughs> it's this one. You don't park it; it parks you. That's fantastic. Yeah, you you take up a lot of real estate. Mad Men Caddy. Yep, yep. Mad Men Caddy. All right. We have an 87 Cadillac Seville coming in, and that's the one with the bustle tail, small trunk area in the rear, and front wheel drive. Cool. And pretty rare. They didn't make a lot of them, and they're they're unique. Uh, We may have a 40 LaSalle coming in. I don't think that's been confirmed yet. Ooh. Harley Earl design car. Yeah. And then there's a 99 Cadillac Eldorado. It's, it's fairly new for us, but the reason we're considering it uh, in the display is, well, first of all, it's all black. It shows really well. Of course, the chrome wheels from the factory. But this is an 8,000-mile car. 8,000? Oh, yeah. yeah. Second owner, still in the same family, and... Uh, it, it doesn't need much attention. <laughs> that's insane. That's uh, that's like the one that the dealer drove. He, you know, and put the his dealer, dealer tags on it. The dealer's okay. wife. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know, my favorite thing about Cadillac Month actually is an event that we have around uh, December, and it's uh, Breakfast with Santa. And so we 
staged Santa around the big Cadillacs. <laughs> I was really waiting to hear breakfast with Elvis. <laughs> well, that's the difference between Cadillac or Santa's sleigh and Santa's sled. <laughs> I'm so down with that. Oh, that's awesome. So we can come, come get a pic with Santa and then take pics of some beautiful Cadillacs. Pretty sure he won't let us sit on his knee. Well, and, no, and there's also unlimited pancakes and sausages. <laughs> Wait, when? <laughs> this is going to be pancakes with Elvis, isn't it? December yeah. 15th. It's actually during a Cars and Coffee. So on top of that, it's a free admission to the museum. <laughs> oh, wow. So yeah. much. So much yeah, going on. And even with all of that going on, you still have all these other wonderful cars. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the Manta Ray. And then there's one that we we kind of touched on back and forth. We got to mention it. You've got a very special Model A. We do. Uh, it, it's a 1930 Model A Roadster. Uh, it's been built, created, if you will, by a gentleman by the name of Dean Weller. Dean has a shop in uh, DeSoto called Grandpa's Garage. Drop Grandpa's uh Ford garage, old Ford garage, I believe is what it's called. And okay. uh, he has been doing this for 30-some years. He's done 27 cars in 32 years, I think. And some are restorations, but some of them are just he wanted to do something a little bit different. And this is one of those. <laughs> it's a little bit different, all right. <laughs> it, it's totally stock-looking except for the body, which has all the stock proportions. Uh, the doors function, the grumble seat functions, but the body is built out of quarter-inch wrought iron, and it's all bent by hand, and it, it's a tribute to what the Model A used to be called America's Sweetheart. Oh. And this is all bent in flowery design, parts, world, uh, the name America's Sweetheart is spelled out on the hood, and it's an incredible amount of craftsmanship and labor. It was a thousand hours just to do the body. Dean has such a, an interesting uh, uh, process. He is, when Butch mentions he's a you know, creator, he's actually much more of an artist. He, he starts from sketches that those alone can be framed and put on a wall. They're gorgeous renderings. And he explodes every part of a vehicle so anyone can understand what he's doing to that vehicle. And those Drawings usually travel with his vehicles as well. It's uh, it's it's uh, just uh, quite amazing, and I encourage anyone to go and, and visit his shop if they can. I think he has open houses, doesn't he? Well, he, he opens it up on Tuesday mornings. Uh-huh. Uh, if you want to stop by and, and have coffee or something. Top cars. And you might even be able to talk front gates considering the work that he does with Rod Iron. So there you go. There's a We've got great vehicles and chances to have a lot of fun at the Kansas City Automotive Museum. Check it out, KansasCityAutomuseum.com. Thank you, Renny and Butch, for joining us once again here on Road Muscle Radio. 